and open up to the book of Luke this morning in Luke chapter 12 and um, Luke chapter 12 we're going to start in verse 34 today let me see Luke 12 we're going to see what the doctor has to say today See what God has to say, amen. And let's start in verse 35. I'm sorry. All right. Luke chapter 12 in verse 35. And uh, I'm kind of in a series about servanthood. And this is the second part of this series. And so I'm going to kind of look at some things concerning that. This morning, Luke chapter 12 and verse 35. And the word of the Lord reads. He says, be dressed in readiness and keep your lamps lit. Be like men who are waiting for their master. And when he returns from the wedding feast, so that they may immediately open the door to him when he comes and knocks. Blessed are those who, those slaves whom the master will find on the alert when he comes. Truly I say to you that he will gird himself to serve and have them recline at the table and will come up and wait on them. Whether he comes in the second watch or even in the third and finds them so, blessed are those slaves. But be sure of this, that if the head of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have allowed his house to be broken into. You too be ready. Somebody say, be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour that you do not expect. Peter said, Lord, are you addressing this parable to us or to everyone else as well? And the Lord said, who then is the faithful and sensible steward whom his master will put in charge of his servants to give them their rations at the proper time? Blessed is that slave whom his master finds so doing when he comes. Truly I say to you that he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But if the slave says in his heart, my master will be a long time in coming and begins to beat the slaves, both men and women, and to eat and drink and get drunk, the master of that slave will come on a day when he does not expect him at an hour he does not know and will cut him in pieces and assign him a place with the unbelievers and that slave whom knew his master will and did not get ready or act in accord with his will will receive many lashes but the one who did not know 
it and committed deeds worthy of a flogging will receive but few. For everyone who has been given much, much will be required. And to whom they entrusted much, of much they will ask and more. Let me pray as we get started. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you, Lord, today. I thank you for this time together. I thank you for your word. Lord, just let your anointing rest on this word today, Father God. I just thank you, Father, that you are faithful. And Lord, just prepare us, God, to do and be everything that you've called us to be. Father, just uh, forgive us for all of our sins this morning. Just wash us, cleanse us, and cover us in your son's precious blood, Father. But anoint me to minister your word, God. Let me decrease as you increase in this place. Father, I just thank you and praise you. For you are worthy, Jesus. You are worthy, my King. Come and have your way, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand praise this morning. All right. Praise the Lord. It was good to see y'all. Everybody doing all right this morning? All right. I want to talk to you this morning about, in my servanthood series, and I want to talk to you as they put it up there, the watchful servants. The watchful servants. And one thing as we begin to look at these scriptures, we realize that Jesus wants us to reflect on what we want to happen when he returns. And he wants us to begin to prepare ourselves for it right now. And as we look in these scriptures in chapter 12, we begin to see Jesus who is speaking to his disciples and he's beginning to address some things in this scripture. And he begins to share about what's going to come forth. And this is a time when Jesus is getting ready, amen, to ascend back into heaven. He's getting ready, amen, to leave this earth and preparing them to be sent his Holy Spirit. And he begins to give them these instructions about what to do. And he begins to tell them about how he will be back and he will return. But he tells them that when he returns, that they need to be ready and they need to be waiting for his return. And he begins to share multiple things concerning this. Amen. And he says, even though it may delay in his return, not to grow weary and not to grow lazy in doing what I've called you to do and being who I've called you to be. And I like this scripture and I like what it begins to say because you and I want to be prepared for Christ's return. You and I want to be prepared for the day that God calls us home. You and I want to be prepared, amen, because you and I never know when the last day is that we have on this earth. And we never know when Jesus is going to crack that eastern sky. Can I get an amen? amen. And we, he wants us to be prepared in our lives and he wants to be prepared through faithfulness. And amen, a lot of times what happens is 
We don't consider the fact that, number one, we're not promised tomorrow. And number two, we never know when Jesus is coming back. And sometimes, as a result, it'll create us to kind of get lackadaisical or get lazy or even begin to say, Oh, you know what? I've got time to get right with God. I've got time to give God my whole heart. I've got time to begin to live my life for Jesus. Amen. And begin to get rid of some of these things that are in my life. I've got time to clean up my act. I've got time, amen, to clean up my life. I praise the Lord. And a lot of times this is the mentality that we take on, amen. But Jesus begins to warn against this in these scriptures, amen. And as we look right here in chapter 12 and verse 35, I want you to see what he begins to address here. He says right here, be dressed in readiness and keep your lamps lit. In other words, he commands us to be ready and to have a lamp already lit in preparation for the master's return. He says, be dressed in readiness. Amen. In other words, you don't want to get caught off guard. You don't want to wait, amen. The Bible says today is the day of salvation, says the Lord. Today is the day that you give your life to Christ and live your life holy for the Lord, amen. Don't wait for tomorrow. And Jesus is telling his disciples this, amen, even when he's right there in his presence, praise the Lord. He says, don't wait, and he says, amen. Make sure that you're ready, dressed in readiness, amen. And make sure that you keep your lamps lit. You know, as we look in this picture, there's two things that begin to appear, amen. The servants are told, amen, to belt their robes and to keep their lamps burning. Now, they had these long robes, amen, in the Middle East that they wore, men and women, and they would nearly touch the ground. And they were sometimes they would be worn with belts. Amen. And, and as a result of the hot climates. They would have these loose fitting clothes. Kind of like what I'm wearing here today. Amen. And they would have these clothes. Amen. That were loose fitting because of the heat. Amen. But after any kind of strenuous activity. They were required to tie a belt around their rope in the waist and then tucking the bottom edge of the robe into the belt to keep it off the ground and out of the way. And the next command he says is also includes keeping the lamps lit. Now anybody has, that's experienced, amen, when the electricity goes out, you begin to realize, amen, that's a tough time to have to Find your lamp and to get it lit. When it's already dark, that's a tough time, amen, to have to try to go and find a lamp, find a lighter, light it up, amen, in the dark. Somebody say, God is good. And back then, they would have to prepare a lamp with oil and with a wick. But how many of y'all know it's a lot easier to prepare that 
in the light than it is to prepare it in the dark. Can I get an amen? And that's what Jesus is saying here, amen. He's saying, amen, that there's these activities of preparation, amen, and watching that need to take place, amen. I'm going to read to you a scripture in chapter Matthew of chapter 25 and verse 1 as they put it on the screen. Matthew chapter 25 and verse 1. He says, then the kingdom of heaven will be compared to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Next verse. Five of them were foolish and five were prudent. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the prudent took oil in flask along with their lamps. Now while the bridegroom was delaying, they all got drowsy and began to sleep. Somebody say, don't go to sleep. Somebody say, don't get drowsy. Somebody say, don't get lazy. I want you to look at this in regards to your walk with God today. Amen. He says, but at midnight, there was a shout. Behold, the bridegroom come out to meet him. And then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. But the foolish said to the prudent, give us some of your oil. For our lamps are going out. But the prudent answered, no, there will not be enough for us and you too. Go instead to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they were going away to make the purchase, the bridegroom came. Somebody say, don't get caught off guard. And those who were ready went in with him to the wedding feast. And the door was shut. Later the other virgins also came. Saying Lord, Lord open up for us. But he answered truly I say to you. I do not know you. Be on the alert then. For you do not know the day. Nor the hour. Somebody say be a watchful servant. Somebody say, be a watchful slave. slave. Now, I want to talk to you right now because a lot of times, in fact, in the New American Standard, it uses the word slave. In the New King James, it uses the word servant. And a lot of times you'll see those words in the Bible, amen, and a lot of times they have the same meaning. It's just when they translated it. Amen. Sometimes they felt like the word slave, amen, came across in the wrong way. But I want to kind of describe that to you today. Amen. A little bit. Because you and I, amen, need to become a bondservant. If you look in the Bible, you'll see the word bondservant a whole lot. James refers to himself as a bondservant of Christ. Paul refers to himself as a bondservant of the Lord. Amen. And a bond servant was one, amen, that was bought into slavery by his master. He was bought into slavery by his master, but the master could only hold him for so long, for so many years. In fact, at the end of the sixth year, going into the seventh year, 
at that point, that slave would have to be let made free. But if a bondservant, amen, was one who was made free by his master, amen, he was given the opportunity to go free, but the bondservant began to develop such a love for his master that he chose to stay there willingly and he chose to begin to serve his master, amen, in that same capacity, even when he had the opportunity, amen, to go on and be set free in that area. That was a bondservant. And what they would do is, amen, with a bondservant is they would take and they would pierce their ear, amen, in order to let you know that they were a bondservant. They were one that was enslaved, amen, but they came to a point, amen, where they were able to go free. But they chose, amen, to take that freedom, amen, and use it in order to serve their master. And God wants you and I to become not just slaves or servants, but he wants us to be bond servants. In other words, it goes where we shift, amen, from serving because we have to, but serving because we want to. Are y'all with me today? And that's a bond servant. Jesus Christ makes us free by the cross of Calvary and the work of the cross. But we have a choice to make here. And we can choose, amen, to be subject to our master. To be in complete obedience, amen, to our master. Because we're willing to. Why? Because we love him and we want to serve him with all of our lives. We were slaves to sin, amen. But now we make a choice to be slaves to righteousness, amen. Because of our gratitude and our love for God. Somebody say, make me a bond slave. Are y'all with me today? God is good, amen. You and I don't want to be those that are playing games with, and we're saying, you know what? I've got time. I've got time to give my life wholly to Christ. I've got time to serve him in the way that I know that he deserves to be served. I've got time, amen, to be devoted to the Lord. Are y'all with me today? I've got time to put oil in my lamp. I've got time, amen. Pretty soon, amen, I'm going to choose to begin to pray and walk in the anointing of God again. Pretty soon, I'm going to make a choice, amen. In order to be devoted to God, to deny myself, to take up my cross and follow Jesus, amen. Soon I'm going to be dedicated and I'm going to give God my life, amen, that he deserves, amen. Well, I'm here to tell you today, you don't want to be like those, amen, servants saying, amen, one day I'm going to do that. Today is the day that you need to make a decision to do that. Because you can play with God if you want to. But you might find yourself in a devil's hell. 
you might find yourself with the door shut and you're trying to figure out how to get in. Amen. Are y'all with me today? What do you interpret out of that scripture? They were both servants. Somebody say God is good. We can play with God if we want to. And we can live this grace mentality if you want to. The grace of God is the very empowerment for you to live in a way that glorifies God. It's not for you to be able to go and do and live however you want to live and it be okay. That doesn't work. You're going to find yourself in a bad spot on the day whenever Jesus calls you home. I'm here to tell you right now. You can play with God if you want to. You can play with sin if you want to. Amen. You can begin to live your life for yourself. Amen. And money and whatever else it is if you want to. But you might find yourself in bad shape one day. You might find yourself in a place that you never anticipated that you were going to be. You might find yourself not capable of doing what you always dreamed of doing for the Lord because you put it off. See, young people, they have a trouble seeing the big picture sometimes because physically they feel invincible. You know, sometimes when we begin to deal with things in our life, it's really a blessing because we get to realize, amen, that really this world isn't all as cracked up to be. You know, sometimes when you're not feeling very good health-wise, it helps you to begin to look forward to the next life. Can I get an amen? Somebody say, God is good. Somebody say, quit playing with God. Somebody say, quit playing with sin. Somebody say, put some oil in your lamp. Let's look at verse 36. So here what we see. Can you put that up there, son? In verse 36, it's a complete story by telling us that the master is away at a wedding banquet. He says, be like men who are waiting for their master. This is the way we need to live. He was telling this to the disciples who he was still with in their presence at that time. He says, be like men who were waiting for their master. When he returns from the wedding feast, so that they may immediately open the door to him when he comes and knocks. In other words, you're not sleeping. You're not caught off guard. But you're waiting. 
Your heart is right. Your obedience is right. Your lifestyle's in line. Hello, somebody. And I'm here to tell you, this doesn't even have to do with you just simply serving God. Because how many of you know sometimes you can serve God with your actions, but your heart's somewhere completely different. And I'm going to expound on that a little bit in a minute. I know a lot of people that serve God. But still aren't prepared and waiting for their master to return. He says, so that they may immediately open the door to him when he comes and knocks. So here we are, this story. The master who went off to get married. Amen. And back then, they would have weddings at night because it was so hot during the day. It's hot right now during the day, isn't it? If you're going to work, you either want to work in the morning or you want to work once it gets... The sun starts to go down. Anybody experience that? So they would have these weddings and they would be held at night. And sometimes these weddings could last a week. And this is a picture of the new husband coming home with his bride. And most certainly he wouldn't want to keep waiting on this special night, right? Now, how many of y'all know, we know that, amen, we're the bride of Christ. He is the groom, amen. He's going to be coming to get us for the marriage supper of the Lamb. Can I get an amen? And I want you to apply this spiritually in the sense of being ready for the Lord. When Jesus, when he returns from that marriage feast of heaven's glory, amen, Jesus wants you and I to be watching and ready for him. Not needing to be aroused, amen, by some spiritual slumber, amen. Are y'all with me today? And there's at least two ways that we can, which Christians wait for the Lord. Some are completely unmoved by this event. And the reason why is because they have only a cold knowledge of the facts. They only have this head knowledge of theological facts. Amen. Are y'all with me today? And this attitude is something that's superficial. It's a mere mental asset. Amen. That doesn't cause them to be faithful to the Lord. There's a lot of people that have God here, but they need to get God here. When you get God here, amen, and all you have is some theological knowledge about God, amen, it's not necessarily going to create you in order to be faithful, amen, and obey the Lord. Are y'all with me today? But when you get God in your heart, amen, when God, amen, is the love of your life, when He's number one in your life, praise the Lord, amen, it's going to begin to create you to respond differently, Believers who look expectantly, longing for the Savior's second coming will have holy zeal because they're living for His glory and want to give Him praise and adoration for all that He's done for them. My question you need to ask yourself today, do you even want to give God some praise? Do 
Do you even have a desire to give God praise and adoration today? Or is this some kind of religious duty that you participate in? Or some kind of gig? Hello. I know I'm preaching kind of hard. But I'm going to tell you today, when you want to give God praise and adoration, amen, and you're grateful for what he's done for you, amen, this is what touches the heart and motivates a person, amen. We need to be ready to that last moment by continually keeping the light of our devotion to Jesus trimmed and burning bright, amen, not dull, amen, not lacking oil. We need to be ready for the return of the Lord at any time, amen. We need to be passionate for the things of God. Amen. Passionate for a relationship with God. Let's look at the next verse in verse 37. Some of you have lost your passion. But it's not too late. Somebody look at your neighbor and say it's not too late. See, some people think just because you said some kind of prayer, you're automatically just going to be going to heaven. There's a lot of people that have said a prayer, they're going to find that door shut. Let's look at the verse. He says, blessed are those slaves whom the master will find on the alert when he comes. Truly, I say to you that he will gird himself to serve and have them recline at the table and will come up and wait on them. Next verse. Whether he comes in the second watch or even the third and finds them so Blessed are those slaves. Look at what God says right here. He says, those that are on alert, those that have their hearts right, those that have oil in their lamp, those that have their, wig, their wigs trimmed. Amen. He says, I'm going to come to them and I'm going to serve them. And they're going to recline at my table. And I'm going to take care of them. Praise the Lord. I'm going to open up the door and welcome them to come on in. Amen. He says, whether he comes in the second watch or even the third, amen. Now, the second watch was like from nine, amen, till midnight. And the third watch was from midnight, amen, until about three or four in the morning. Praise the Lord. In other words, it doesn't matter what time he's coming, amen. Whether you're sleeping or not, it doesn't matter. Praise the Lord. Because your heart is right with God, amen. Sometimes I wonder if people even believe there is a heaven and a hell. I know there's some doctrine going around today like there ain't no hell. And you know how I can tell? Because they live like there ain't no hell. And you probably say, well, why is this guy a fire and brimstone preacher? Because I'm trying to save your soul. Hello, somebody. Because some of you, y'all are, are, are asleep. Oh, yeah, one day I'll do it again. 
One day I'll get back to where I was in love with Jesus. Today is the day you need to get back to where you're in love with Jesus. But God begins to illustrate here a great reward for those that he finds ready. The blessing that comes to those servants who are watching and ready. And it says their master will even serve them. Amen. Blessed are those servants when the Lord comes. Let's look at John chapter 21 and verse 9 real quick. John 21 and 9. So when they got out on the land... They saw a charcoal fire already laid and fish placed on it and bread. And Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish which you have now caught. Now, do you all remember this right here? This is whenever Peter had gone back to fishing. He was a disciple. He loved God. God had his heart. He was devoted to the Lord. But right here is where he got confused. He ended up going back to fishing. But God still had his heart. And what did the scripture say in, in verse 9? Amen. He says that when they got out on the land, they saw a charcoal fire. He had pre Jesus prepared a fire with charcoal. Amen. He was preparing a meal and he laid a fish and placed it on it. Amen. And he had bread. Jesus, the master, was serving. Amen. His servants. Come on, somebody. And so the, what I want to tell you out of all that, praise the Lord. Amen. And this is even a time where Peter was a, a little disobedient to the Lord, but the Lord still had his heart. He was fishing when he was supposed to be in Jerusalem waiting, right? But he found in the hand of the Lord that the very thing he had been searching for all night long, amen. And this encourages my heart because Jesus doesn't say, blessed are those servants who when the Lord comes, he shall find them working. Or blessed are those servants when the Lord comes, he'll find them witnessing, or praying, or preaching, or studying. No, Jesus says blessed or fortunate is the one who, when the Lord finds, is alert or watching. In other words, because a person realizes his life is not where it's at, amen, but a life is empty apart from Jesus. In other words, Jesus needs to have your heart. It's not about just whether you're serving, praise the Lord. Well, I've got, I, was, I, I was doing what I was supposed to do, right? I came and I set up the church and I opened it up and I made sure this or amen or I, I preached or, or I led worship. No, amen. That's not what God's saying. He's saying he wants your heart. And you and Jesus know whether he's got your heart.
Sometimes we get it twisted. We think as long as we're serving God, that we're good. But the Bible says, amen, that many will come and say, didn't I cast out demons in your name? Didn't I heal the sick? Didn't I? And he said, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. But I got up there and preached every Sunday. But I showed up to church every time and made sure the doors were open. But I led worship for years. But does Jesus have your heart? I served in ministry full time. But does Jesus have your heart? Somebody say God is good. All right, I'll be nice in a little while, okay? Second Timothy chapter four and verse eight, if you'll put that up there. It's talking about the crown of righteousness. But it's given to those who love his appearing. Amen. We need to be watching. We need to be alert. And we need to be excited about the appearing of the Lord. He says in the future there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness. Which the Lord the righteous judge will award to me on that day. And not only to me but also to all who have loved his appearing. Are y'all with me today? Thank you, Lord. Go to verse 39 of chapter 12 of Luke. I'm almost done. I want us to be watchful servants. I want us to be ready. You don't want to get caught playing games. You don't want to get caught slipping. Amen. You don't want to get caught with your heart in the world. With your heart focused on money. You don't want to get caught like that. The Bible says you can't serve two masters. You either love one or you hate the other. You can't serve two gods. You only have one master. And you're the servant. You're the slave. But you need to be a bond slave. You used to be a slave to sin. But Jesus set you free. And now you're a slave to righteousness. So glorify God with your body. Glorify God with your life. Quit playing games. Amen. You don't want to find, wake up one day and find yourself in a devil's hell. If I didn't care, I wouldn't tell you this. I would just tell you something ear tickling in hope, amen, that you would continue tithing. But I'm going to tell you the truth. 
Hello, that's what a lot of preachers do. I don't want to offend you because then I might lose your money. No, I want to offend you so that you can get right with God. God is not a God to play with. God is not mocked. And when we think that we can just say we're a Christian and live any kind of way, we're mocking God. Somebody say, be ready. He says this, but be sure of this, that if the head of the house had not, had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have allowed his house to be broken into. Y'all know that we don't, nobody knows the day or the hour. There may be some people that claim what date Jesus is returning. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now you know that's not the date that he's returning. You go ahead and mark that date off. But we need to be alert and we need to be ready. We don't want to get caught by surprise. Because Jesus, the Son of Man, will come suddenly. And there's not going to be any more time for preparation. What you got when he comes is what you're going to have. Where your heart is when he comes, that's where your heart is. What kind of oil you have in your lamp when he comes, that's the oil you're going to have. It'll be too late. And we don't know when the hour is. We don't know when the day is. He could come at any time. It's a time that's not expected. Praise the Lord. None of us, amen. It's a time when it's not expected. So we've got to be ready. We've got to be prepared. We've got to make preparation. It could be today. It could be tomorrow, amen. You don't think that Jesus is going to come tomorrow, do you? Well, praise the Lord. That's the perfect time for him to come. Well, some of y'all say, well, we're going to have to go through the tribulation and stuff. No, if that was the case, then we would know the day. Because it would be 1,260 days after, amen, the Antichrist showed himself, amen, in the, in the rebuilt temple. For all you post-trib people. So we would know the day, wouldn't we? Somebody say God is good. You know, I want you to be ready. We had a, one, of our, one of my pastors, one of the pastors here, uh, my spiritual sons. He... Uh, his wife is in labor right now. Amen. Zachariah. Amen. We can give the Lord a hand praise for that. Everybody. 
And so, you know, Miss Faith was preparing for this baby to come, right? And she packed her bags. She had it sitting right there next to the bed. That way, whenever it was time for that baby to come, they could just grab it and go. They don't want to have to be scattering and putting together clothes in a bag and diapers and everything with your water broke. Amen. That's a tough situation right there. Amen. Hurry up, Zachariah. Throw some stuff in here and there and everywhere. Amen. We got to go. No, she'd be like, you fool. Why didn't you pack this? We ain't got time to play. We got to go. <laughs> she was ready. She was waiting. Amen. Eager for that baby to come. She was prepared. And that's really a picture that we need to be for Jesus. We need to have our bag packed right there next to the bed. Ready when he wants to take us home. Can I get the worship team to come forward? And when we talk about being ready for Christ's return, Jesus said this. He said, instead of worrying about material things, we're to trust God's provision and make his kingdom our priority. Instead of operating in fear that grasps us, that grips us, we're to demonstrate faith. Like faithful servants, we should expect our master at any time because he'll return at an unexpected hour. Amen. You know, there was a man... And said, I, you know, I don't, he said this, he said, I don't want to die suddenly because I want to have time to straighten out some relationships. I want to have time to do some things. Praise the Lord. You know, sometimes if you know that the doctor says, okay, you have this amount of time to live. I've seen a, a pastor that got that diagnosis from a doctor and she started getting everything in order. Getting everything prepared. Setting everything in place. You know. Almost like a pregnant woman nesting in her house. Getting everything in place. Getting everything prepared. But this person said, I don't want to die suddenly because I want to have time to straighten out some relationships. And another man promptly spoke up and he says, well, why don't you do it anyways? Why don't you straighten out those relations? Go ahead and just straighten out those relationships. If it's worth doing, then do it now. Hello. Somebody say, do it now. You don't want to wait till it's too late. You don't want to wait and say, man, I wish I would have told them I loved them. I wish I would have told them I forgive them. Are y'all with me? 
We don't want to say, I wish I would have given Jesus my whole heart. I wish I would have lived dedicated to him. I wish I would have denied myself and taken up my cross and followed Christ. I wish I would have surrendered my will to God instead of living from my will. We never know the day or the hour. We never know when we're taking our last breath. We never know when Jesus is going to call us home. And we want to make sure that we're right. We want to make sure we're prepared. We want to make sure we're on alert. We got to make sure we got our bags packed and we're going to catch the right plane, the right train. We got to make sure that door is open. We got to make sure we got everything we need. We got that oil. Come on, stand to your feet this morning.